Alright, welcome back to Hats Family to the Two Hats Podcast. I am Chris, the tactical probation officer, and this is my lovely co-host that looks like she's working at a call center. It's Brittany, your favorite PO. Hey. Look at you working for dispatch now. Period. <laughs> I'm a I'd woman of many talents, okay? <laughs> I'd say that's one thing I couldn't do. I'd be, I'd be man, because we got police radios. I listen to that thing all day, and I, 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 can't, I can't process fast enough. I can't. Like, to take information in and then send it back out, my brain don't process that fast. I could not do number one dispatch. I couldn't do it. It takes a special type of talent, and I got it. I'm sure you do. Sure you do. <laughs> We're not saying that's what she's doing, y'all. I'm just saying she got a head, she got a little headset on, so she look like that's what she do. <laughs> All right, y'all. So, uh, welcome back, family. Um, we're doing something a little different today. We're going to do probation officers react. So we actually got a couple. Uh, we literally just went to YouTube, typed in probation officer. We're going to uh, watch a couple of videos, um, and we're just going to react. We're going to you know kind of talk about. Um, kind of, you know, how what they're doing is similar or different than what we do, what we did or do in our uh, respective departments, and just kind of go from from there. So, for those that are listening on a podcast, we'll try to be descriptive and kind of exp- explain what's going on in the video. Um, so, what you might have to do is listen to the podcast and then go to YouTube to our YouTube channel and then um, watch the video there, so you can kind of see exactly what we're talking about. Um, and the YouTube and the, channel is the same name. It's Two Heads Podcast. Yeah. Um, and of course, so uh, the idea is just kind of get you so you guys can kind of see the similarities and differences of how probation is done everywhere. You know, cops are kind of the same wherever they go. I mean, sheriff's deputies are kind of the same everywhere you go, but probation is just so different. Every every place is just it's different. Um now, of course, laws are different. Their authority is different, um, but that's one. That's one thing about probation and parole is that it's different to, from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, from state to state, even from county to county in the same state. It's just different. So, um, let us know in the comments uh, or go to our uh, Instagram page at Two Hats Podcast and let us know what you think about probation officers react and see if this is something you guys want us to keep doing. Or it'll just be like a one-time thing, and we'll let it go, and we'll go. We ain't letting it go. We're gonna we'll make go it happen. We're gonna make it happen. like it one way or the other. Oh wow! <laughs> That's the type of energy you gotta bring, Chris. Uh, Come on, we got this. We trailblazing this. We got this. So let's get into the video, y'all. It's a ride along right. with Probation Officer Meredith Murdoch. And this is a Placer, is a Placer County in California. Um. So all right. I Hold always. Felt that I wanted to be in a profession where I helped people and with my disposition and personality I felt like this was the best fit for me being in law enforcement and why do you have all of this marijuana on you because what I was gonna be honest I was gonna smoke it today all, that? all of that marijuana you're gonna right, smoke I don't believe you I You're not going to smoke a jar of marijuana. Probation, we generally speak. <laughs> Go ahead and pause that. Pause that. <laughs> so, You're not going to smoke a jar of marijuana. <laughs> You're not. You're not. <laughs> that's, definitely, that's definitely for sale. Um, 
he just ain't break it down yet. <laughs> That's what it sounds like <laughs> to me. He just ain't break it down yet. It's a little baggy. Well, um, maybe he needed something for him and the homies. You know, he might be throwing a party or something. Sharing wow. is caring. That sounds, sharing is caring. That's that's <laughs> what I what I was found funny was I had offenders that would they ne- never pay a dollar under case. Always talking about they broke, they can't afford this, this and this. But every month they come in and fail that drug test. I'm like, I'm like, so you ain't got money for the court, but you got money to buy weed, you got money to buy coke, you know. Oh no, 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 they friend gave that to them though. Yeah, they friend gave <laughs> Okay, so I just okay, so that so they don't just say that where I'm at, they say that everywhere, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. My friend. I was like, you got some very caring friends because I don't think I got, I don't think I got no friends that would buy me a bottle of water, let alone <laughs> <laughs> let me give, give me some coke or you know, give me some, give me a jar of weed, you know what I mean? I found that those people don't like to party alone, it's like a quote unquote party, so it's like just pass the blunt this way, we're gonna keep it rolling because they just want some, you know, the feeling of camaraderie. Over that jar, they ain't passing the blunt, man. They passing. <laughs> <laughs> they got, they got, they got blunts rolled up for days. Good mm-hmm. lord. Um. So just kind of paint the picture. So it's it's a it's a it's a probation officer. She has like a couple of deputies with her, and they got a guy detained. He's apparently on probation, and they're questioning him regarding some stuff they found. So as you all know, when people are on probation, they are subject to uh, warrantless searches, um, and Apparently, he in his book bag he had a jar of marijuana on him. So Depending they got on your jurisdiction. Don't forget right. that, Grace. Right. So, so if you know, if I was a fortune teller, I would say this man's about to cast some new felony charges in along along with some probation violations. Is is what I see in his future. Um, but I do want to say the fact that they got they got them. Uh, she's driving around in one of them Tahoes and it's fully marked with probation on the side. I think they look nice. So I'm a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the video. Oh man. Already sentenced. And uh, we supervise individuals, uh, meaning that we will go out to their house, their job site. We might call them into the office. And uh, it's usually for a duration between three to five years. Oftentimes we're acting as social workers because you know we've had a lot of chats recently about you getting back on no, hang on i'm not done talking we've had a lot of chats Ooh, about and, they got, and they got emergency lights starting back in prep getting back on your feet getting back into work okay and then we might have to make a very quick switch over into more of a law enforcement oriented side so i'm going to jail right yeah yeah no for, for sure going? yeah <laughs> on a daily basis uh i generally am going out in the field with one of the deputies and we oftentimes will either go to the shelter or the welcome center. We will patrol around the DeWitt Center and the North Auburn area, um, contacting individuals that we know are of a um, homeless or transient by nature. And we'll just communicate with them, talk to them, see what services they may need. The homeless population, when they're on probation, they do face a lot of different challenges than um, somebody else that's on our regular supervision case. First of all, <clears throat> I have a problem with homeless people being on probation to begin with. Like, how, 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 Sway, how are they supposed to comply with all these terms and they're homeless? Shouldn't their main concern be in their well-being and their homeless status? Like, Chris, do you have you ever had a homeless person on your caseload? Um, yeah, I've had I've had several homeless people. Um, and there's different there's different I want to say categories or types, but there's different they have different personalities. Um, 
So you have those homeless people that they're homeless by choice. They they want to. Um, they don't necessarily want to be tied down. Um, I had a guy that lived in a in a in a little in a little homeless camp, and that's what he preferred. You know, I try to get him into housing. Um, you know, lay the path out for him. To, if you do this, come to this appointment. Do this, then we can go ahead and get you into transitional housing that's available through the county. Right? He didn't want it. It comes with rules, though, right? That yeah, yeah, and I, and I think that's a big part of it. You know, they, they have curfews. You gotta, you gotta have a roommate. You gotta, you know, you gotta do chores. You know, you gotta, you gotta be actively seeking employment, things like that. Why like you went to your mom's house and you're 17 years old? Right, exactly, exactly. And you know, he just, he just didn't want it. And you know, you can't, you can't force people to want it. And it's like, well, do you just, you know, if someone's homeless, do you just put them in jail to do their time, their active time? Um, or do you put them on probation and you know, see what, <laughs> see probation can help them? You know what I mean? Um, How did you help your I, clients that were homeless? I mean, like I said, it's one of those things is you just provide them, you provide them with the resources, but it's up to them whether they choose, whether they choose it or not. Um, like I said, the guy I was telling you about that was homeless by choice. I mean, he was in his camp. I mean, so I, put, I, I, I had him on ankle monitor and, you know, when his curfew hit, he was in his camp. But was he working? He he did like uh did like work under the table, like you know, like uh day laborer type stuff. Also, um, he was able to pay his financial obligations uh, that had to come with probation. Uh, I don't think he actually had any. I think all of it was waived due to his indigent nature. Okay. Um, love that. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, now some abuse was a whole whole other story, and that was a struggle that we you know we, we had to fight through. Um. But yeah, um, so like I said, there's different kinds of homeless people. And there's homeless people that they do want help. You know, they just might be on bad times or just things fell through for them or they just don't have any family support. And, you know, once you get them into a transitional house program and you surround them with, you know, uh, caseworkers or staff that, you know, hey, okay, this is how I'm going to walk you through the process of how you get your birth certificate. Because you need your birth certificate in order to get a state ID. You need your state ID in order to get a job. You know what I mean? Um and there's those people that they need that that somebody to hold their hand and kind of guide them through it. And I've had those kind of I had those people and they end up being successful. They go through the program, you know, they start working while they're in there. They're not paying any rent, so all the money they make they get to keep. And then after a few months, they're able to get their own apartment. And they kind of keep it going, you know. Um, but like I said, so in terms of working with the home, with homeless offenders, it's just it depends on the person. It depends on what they want. You know what well, I mean? That would be like any offender then in that case. Because if um, a person don't want to do probation, mean? they're not gonna do it. Which, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, just the being homeless or what's the what's the new political term they call it? unsheltered or you know whatever it is they want to call them. Um, and you know, like I said, there are people that are homeless by choice. You know what I mean? I, I have people like yeah, I'm, yeah. My my dad lives down the street, but I don't want to go live with him. You know what I mean? They're homeless by choice. Right, let's get back to this video. Yeah so transportation might be an issue. Where is court? Is it up here or is it down the hill? Do you need bus passes? Being able to uh, report to us on a regular basis, they might find that challenging if they're camping or uh, staying somewhere that is not close to the DeWitt Center. So we have uh, meetings, regular weekly meetings set at the shelter where they are directed to meet with us. We've built a great rapport with a lot of these individuals. They feel much more comfortable speaking with us if there's an issue they know that they can turn to us and we can assist them with getting them treatment or housing 
um, linking them back with their family or reunifying them with their children. So we've definitely um, bridged that gap between law enforcement and health and human services and then the homeless population. Probation uh, does patrol in the Absolutely. mornings. And so we have, um, we uh, well, in the county I used to work at, um, the current county I work in, uh, as you guys know, is more rural. We don't have those kind of resources. We don't have homeless shelters out here. Um, but the old county I used to, they had uh, two homeless shelters, and we worked with them a lot. Um, and they provide a lot of uh, resources for the, uh, our homeless homeless offenders. Um you know, try to try and get them on their feet, you know, provide some abuse counseling and things like that. So, so we don't have, so her position is specifically uh, what they call a homeless liaison officer or whatever it is, like whatever they call it out there in Placer County. We didn't have that. So, you know, it might, it's a roll of dice what case you get when it comes out of court um, for a regular line officer, unless they're like specialized like gang or sex offender or something like that. But for just a regular uh, regular line officer, you know, it's a roll of dice if you're going to get somebody that's homeless or not. So, and I don't think we necessarily even have enough of those type of offenders to even make it like one specialized caseload. But apparently out there, I've heard California, homelessness is a really big issue that yeah. they have out there. And of course, you know, they have, um, the weather is so mild out there that it's like, you know, people can be homeless all year round. It's not like, you know, being homeless <laughs> alike. <laughs> in like Philadelphia or something where, you know, when winter comes, it's too cold for you to be outside. You ain't living on no bridge when it's cold like that. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. So they have those kind of resources out there. And another thing she also said, too, was that she she's partnered with a, a deputy sheriff um, that assists her in what she does. We don't have that. We don't have that here. Um, apparently, they have a very good relationship with their sheriff's department where they have deputies are just laying around that could do stuff like that but out here they don't have deputies like that available to sit around to do you know they have their own <laughs> things to do they have their own job assignments to do they're you know, busy yeah you know if we if we, it's a radio call we need assistance yeah they'll come you know what i mean but it's not like oh yeah i got i got jim bob riding around with me today you know what i mean <laughs> yeah we out here we out here you know clean up the streets together that's 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 not a thing out here but like I said, they, they have those kind of resources out there. In they really do. They, they different in California. Like the more and more I reach out to different POs that work out there, like their resources seem unlimited compared to what we have over here in Texas in my area. I think uh, California has like the biggest um, the biggest uh, economy in the, in the country. In the country, above all fifty states, it has the biggest. So they have money out there. They, they have money. They got that yeah. long money. They got that long money. <laughs> <laughs> they got today. They got that fire out to Dubai money, huh? Yeah. <laughs> X. Let me get back to this video. You ready? All right, go, go ahead. All right. And during lunch hours, when a lot of our Placer employees are walking to their vehicles or just taking their lunch breaks to ensure that if there are any issues, we are available to respond very quickly and make sure that everybody is safe and comfortable when they come to and from work. When I started this caseload in March of last year, I did receive a case of a female that was on probation for multiple DUIs. Since that time, she has gotten uh, two jobs. She now has a stable living uh, residence a living environment and she will be completing probation next week. She's also completed all of her required classes as well and has been able to get her license back.
when you see some of these success stories, uh, it's very rewarding. It makes you feel very happy to be doing a job like this that you can really make a difference in people's lives and make a real positive change also for the community as well. And and that's that's why you do the job. Um, it's as simple as that. That's why you do it. And trust me, it's not for the money. <laughs> you don't do it for the money. Um, <laughs> I've never heard a PO say I do this for the money. Um, <laughs> you, you do it for those changes right there, like, like uh, Officer Murdoch was just talking about is when you get to that one person you're able to help uh influence them in a positive way and change their life um sometimes it's few and far in between but you do get those success stories um and that one lady she was talking about you know it sounds like um you know she definitely was successful you know the thing about it is that you know she's not successful because of the murdoch right she's successful because that was a decision that she chose to make absolutely you know she chose to do what she had to do um to get back get her life back together and you know i would say i'll say 90 percent of the offenders that are on supervision they, they just made a mistake you know um they're necessarily bad people i don't i don't like to consider anybody a bad person i've never met anybody that's morally corrupt they don't know what's the difference between right and wrong that i've never met that person they always have an excuse or a reason for why they did what they did um but they knew what they did was wrong yeah. um and like I said, those ninety percent—they just want to do what they have to do, get themselves back together, and get back get back on their life. And we're kind of there to guide them along the way, hold their hand when needed, uh, put them in contact with the right people when needed. Um, sometimes, you know, even hold them accountable when needed. You know, what I mean, when they're starting to slip and be like, "Hey, hey, 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 you've been clean for the last six months, and you come in here and test some positive now." What's going I, on? I, I, I ain't going to book you off this one, but you need to get it together. Because we get to two, <laughs> there's going to be some sanctioning going on. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, sometimes that's what people need to, um, you know, get themselves together. You know, sometimes they need to know that there is somebody that is uh, looking out for them, checking up on them, and things like that. So, One thing uh, I know um, is that that officer Murdoch, she was pulling up on people. I mean, she was decked out her full uniform and gear and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, that looked like Chris. Cause y'all know <laughs> I was in life when I was a VO. <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I ain't gonna say I've never, I, I've done that though. I've done that. I've been out, you know, either I'm coming from a, a home contact or I'm going somewhere and I see, you know, I see one of my offenders that, you know, they're kind of slipping, you know, they're not doing too well. I'll pull out her up. Hey, let me holler at you real quick, bro. What's going on, man? Yeah, hey, uh, why don't you go ahead and put your hands on the uh, hands hands on the car real quick and pat you down. Want to search his condition of your probation? You know what I mean? I've done that. You know, sometimes just knowing that you're kind of like they could be you could be anywhere, pop up on them anytime. Sometimes they need that too. You know? Yeah, depending on the circumstances. You, you're absolutely right. right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, you want to find another video? Let's see. I think there was one in uh, another California one. I think it was uh, the, in the top left one. That's uh, Stanislaw County. I probably said, I don't know if I said that right or not. My name is Mike Hamasaki, Chief Probation Officer, and this is the Stanislaus County Probation Department. All right, go ahead, pause it real quick. 
All right, so for those listening on the podcast, this is like a, uh, I guess, recruitment video. Would you, would you agree, Brittany? Like yes, I would video. agree. Yeah. yeah, so the, there's some music involved. You guys are really seeing the imagery um, that's going on, but they're showing like firearms practice. Right now they got a, they got like a cane, apparently they got a canine unit out there. That's pretty cool. Um, I've actually heard that some of the departments in California have canine, canine uh, units that um they can call in for like you know, drug detection and um uh drugs and like weapons they can smell like explosives they can smell like gunpowder and things like that um to help find like if you have a gun hidden somewhere in the house this looks um, too much like police yeah um and, and in california i think they definitely do lean more towards that side of the two hat scale uh which is not a problem you know it's not a problem at all um so you that's just so yeah, so for the sort of for the, like I said, for those listening to this one, that's kind of what what we're looking at. It is very uh, recruit uh, recruitment type video. Uh, you go ahead and hit play. The overall mission of the Stanislaus County Probation Department is to provide rehabilitative services to the offenders that we serve, both the youth in custody, the youth out of custody and the adults that we supervise in the community. Many of our officers are armed. Obviously, training is a huge part of that. My name is Tracy Martin. My goal as lead range instructor for Stanislaus County Probation is to train our officers to the highest ability that we can. We do scenario-based training, force-on-force training. We do shoot-don't-shoot targets, moving targets. We provide mutual aid, so it's important that we are trained to the same ability as our counterparts at the sheriff's department or the police department. A lot of our offenders have extensive criminal history. It's important for us to be able to keep us, our coworkers, and the community safe from any danger that they may present. As go offenders ahead, go through it. the court system, so like when you if you watch like a lot of like recruit videos for like police and sheriff's office they always show the firearm stuff because that's the stuff that's like i guess cool and sexy and that's the stuff that's like you know people want to do they think you know think that's what the job is i mean <laughs> it's like less than one percent <laughs> firearms is like less than one percent of the job i mean um and the thing is that it's i don't know how they do it out there in Stanislaw. oh we're we right about person? to find out Stanislaus. Stanislaus County, uh, California. Um, I don't know how often they hit the range out there. I'm sure they got nice weather, so they could probably do it. Uh, with my department, it's, it's, it's once a quarter. Uh, so every three months, we're out there on the range. We qualify once a year. Um, we're not, it's not a, hey, every month you're doing, you know, you got a day on the range or something like that. Um, there's this, you have a caseload. <laughs> you have, it needs to be worked um there just isn't enough time like that especially now you know post covid um for those that are into like firearms training ammunition is expensive it's hard to find uh, a lot of departments are still struggling with it i know my department is struggling with it um we we originally only were using one kind of ammunition um and it had to be equivalent to what, what we our actual uh duty ammo now when we go to range days or we go to qual or whatever, it's whatever ammo that they can find, whatever is in stock they can get. You know what I mean? Um, it's just that's just the nature of it. So yeah, it, it, it looks cool, looks sexy, all the you know, the, you know firearm stuff. Um, but it's not it's not as big a part of the job as 
these type of recruitment videos make it out to be. Yeah, you want to be proficient, you know, because if, if, in, in that 1% chance where you actually do need to use your firearm, you want to make sure that you can actually, you know, hit your target and neutralize the threat. Um, but it's not, like I said, the, the way this video makes it seem, and maybe I'm just overthinking it, it's like, oh, yeah, we, we hit the range very frequently. Yeah, you, you really don't. <laughs> They're um, trying to attract people, so of course they exactly. have that emphasis on that. So Where I try to I try to tell all the uh, probation officers um, that I work with and people that follow me on Instagram. Um, do your get, invest in your own training, okay? Find a find a firearms company that provides training. Um, find a, another provider and do some different stuff with them. Than what you get from your department because what you get from your department is the bare minimum most of the time you know they they got hundreds or thousands of officers they just want to check the box say that you did it that's 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 what it is this one you play it should be more in depth or what it should be um different scenarios different kind of uh you know shooting different positions more than just training to pass the qualification because you know, the qualification is the bare minimum they so, know, well, how in depth should they be going for something that you said you said quote one percent of the job is that or that one percent chance that you have to discharge that firearm yeah but when you in that one percent chance that one percent come is a hundred in that, in that in that in that situation you know what i'm saying so while it's rare um i think even in my state like we it's, it's rare that we even get officers involved in any kind of shootings whatsoever I can't remember the last time I've even heard that any of our officers got into a shooting. Uh, it's been a couple of years, but like I said, you know, if, if, if you're that officer and you're in that situation, you know, that 1% chance is a, is a hundred percent, hundred percent situation that you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? So you want to have be confident that you know what you're doing. And you um, don't think that the training that you guys get, you will be confident. Or a person. Let's I just say there's some officers I want to go out in the field with. You know what I mean? But uh, before you get that, uh, another thing that he did, they, they also did mention there is uh, she said, uh, they talk about mutual aid, which is a big thing. Um, definitely, if you know, she we said are, aid. I didn't hear that. Yeah, they mentioned mutual aid, um, which is basically, you know, if there's you know another de another department or agency that you know, they have a call for help out because they have a you know, their officer down or something like that. Um, you know, we are law enforcement too, and we are expected to assist. You know what I mean? Um, so you have to, and just said you have to be up to the same standards as the police and sheriff's departments, and I, I do agree with that too. So, 26 36. Hold on, Chris. Let me see if this lady called me. <sighs> All right. She has not. Okay. Many times they're placed on probation, and that's where our supervision officers play a key role. Supervision officers meet with the offenders. They do risk and needs assessments with the offenders. And as a result, that determines where that offender will be supervised. Part of the mission of the probation department is to provide timely information to the court so the judge can make determinations on consequence for criminal activity. 
My name is Denise Locke. I'm a supervising probation officer with the Stanislaw County Probation Department. There are 10 courtrooms in addition to five specialty courts in which our officers appear. Anything that the court requests, our officers provide so the court can have as much information available to them at the time of sentencing. We sit in the middle between the DA and the defense attorney and because our role is really just to be an objective provider of information. We can make recommendations to assist offenders in their road to recovery or rehabilitation based on our rapport with the various attorneys and with the judges and them trusting our discretion in those matters. Part of supervision at times can be intrusive supervision, but we have a job to do in terms of ensuring that these offenders are abiding by their terms and conditions of probation. Right, ahead, ahead, My name is Amber Myers. I currently am supervising. Yeah, everything he said is, is 100% true. Um, what we do is very intrusive. We're, we're in people's houses. We're in your lives. You know, we, 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 we ask you everything about relationships and family to the health. You know, we, we ask you a lot of things. We are very intrusive in your life, but it is to um, ensure public safety and to see where there's any gaps that we can help fill in. So everything everything that uh, that chief said out there is definitely true. Um, the court stuff uh, is, is pretty much true. It sounds like they do a lot of pre-sentence investigations. Um, we don't really necessarily do a lot of those in my department, but I know there are some departments that do. I think I've done like two um, in the five years I've been in my current department. Um, they're very few and far in between. Um, but yeah. It's been five years. Whew. I don't know, right? Five, five. So I've, I've, been, I've been doing probation for 10. I've been in my current department for five. So yeah. The domestic violence unit. We had been out to this location previously. And so today we wanted to um, come out and uh, make sure that he was not in possession of any weapons or any drugs. Wait, go we ahead and pause to be on that. Extra cautious when we're approaching homes. So, for, for those listening, uh, I don't know how much, I don't know what, what's, what's that term these kids be using, how much cap <laughs> this little scene was that it is put together, right? So, it's, it's the supervisor in a room with like six other POs and they're getting ready to go do a compliance check on one guy, right? And that's just, I don't know how it is in Stanislaw County in California, but that's capping. I mean, to be, able to, get, to be able to find six POs that ain't doing nothing, ain't got no office appointments, you know what I mean? They, they're not off, they're not in court. Stanislaw, holler at us. Come get on right. the podcast. Yeah, you got some explaining to do, Lucy. Um, yeah, that's, a, I, that's just, that's, I think that's cap for the video. Um, it's, it's, unless you unless you specifically are planning to do like a big operation and you tell officers ahead of time and you have them clear their schedules, it's, it's, there's there's no just six officers just sitting around saying, oh, well, you want to go search this guy today? You want to go search that guy today? It, it, it doesn't exist. It just doesn't. You you literally have to clear your schedule and say, I'm not scheduling anybody for you know this day or this day or this day. Everybody do that on a day where there is no court so that you guys can do do this kind of stuff. It's just it's just hard. I mean, there's just not enough bodies. Um, 
and everybody has their own caseload. Everybody has their own schedule of things they need to get done. In addition to there's just paperwork days. You know how that is, Brittany. Some days you just need a day where you can sit in the office and catch up on paperwork. Yep. Because it it it, it can be overwhelming. You know, um, there there have been days where you know I'll plan a paperwork day, and I'm getting pulled left and right. Hey, can you do a drug screen for me? Hey, I got an arrest coming in. Hey, can you help me go out and look for this guy? Um, and then, you know, next thing you know, the day is over and I didn't get a third of the paperwork I need to get done done because <laughs> I'm doing I'm, I'm, I'm being pulled in different directions helping other people, which is fine. And the things that, that happens to other officers, you know, what I mean, so it might be my own lucky day where I'm getting pulled. And next thing you know, you know, another officer, they have a paperwork day and I'm asking, hey, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? Uh, because we're all trying to manage and do what we have to do. So. Like I said, I think that's a little bit of cap going on there in San Jose County with this room full of POs just sitting around ready to go out in the streets and go <laughs> go search yes, this guy, poor guy's house. <laughs> right? And the video right now is they're pulling up to this guy's house like, what, two, three, four cars deep? Hey. you. We just said they got their long money, so... They... Apparently. <laughs> Did she say this was a, this was a compliance check? Today we ran our dog, Java. What? <laughs> Wait, Java call is that. trained in narcotics detection. What? Why do you keep stopping the video? Listen, I'm trying this, to see what's going on. Listen, I'm trying. You know, first, you know as, as an officer, as an, uh, you, you didn't carry back in the day and you ain't do this kind of stuff. I, right. I'm trying to provide some uh, context for you. Well, can I see first? <sighs> Let me in see. The, Listen, in the briefing, they was talking about the was, firearms and go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. He will do a check of the room before we search it to show us any areas that we think we need to focus on. We're out in the field a lot. We get to work with a lot of other canine officers in the county. I really like my position. She what down, makes me excited lying. about the future of the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Uh, all right, so... This is a compliance check. Uh, she said there's a DV unit and they're doing compliance checks. So normally with DV units, because if you're in uh, domestic violence, you're on for domestic violence, it's federal case law. No, it's federal law, not case law. It's federal law that you can't be in possession of firearms and firearms and ammunition. Um, you know, because of domestic violence abuse, and you know they get they get mad that they're they got in trouble, and you know I mean I try to take it out, take it take it out of the, the their lover or whatever. So I understand what they're they're doing a compliance search though that's standard I can understand that it's just the way the video portrayed it um, you know, make pulling, it entertaining yeah I don't understand they gotta make it entertaining but it's not realistic you know um, <laughs> you know pull up this guy's house they got their guns out you know they're going to this house with their guns drawn and like all that is it's not necessary it's not say it's necessary. it's it's dram dr uh, dramatized. Is it? The what is dramatized? Dramatized, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, because here's the thing: if if you're doing that to every offender that's on your caseload, pulling up, guns drawn, dragging them out of their house, they're not. He's not in violation. They didn't say he's in violation. They said this is a regular compliance check. You do that, people. That makes people upset. Cap. You're coming to my house. You know, I got family here, kids here. You're pulling your guns out. And coming to my house and searching like I done did something, and you're just here for a compliance check. What that's what that's gonna do is, I'm really not gonna let my PO now. 
<laughs> if I like you before, I definitely don't like you now because it's all it's all on it's it's all extreme, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I always tell people it's necessary. You can you can get people to do what you want despite how you talk to them, how you phrase things. You yeah, know, so sure. you know the way I would do it and the way I have done it is, you know, you, you know if I, if I have a team, I have at least one or two officers with me in the front. Others will secure the back door, the side, because you know, of course, if you know we pull up and they are doing something, they try to run, you won't be able to catch them. Right. So we do surround the residents. I'll give them that, but we knock on the door. The guy comes to the door, or you know, if it's a if it's the mom or the wife or something, hey, is Johnny home? Oh yeah. Oh, this is this is. Then you introduce your partner. Say, hey, this is Officer Smith, whatever. Um, you know, uh, riding with me today. Hey, cut off to Johnny. They go get Johnny. Hey, Johnny. Hey, as you're as you're fully aware, we've had this conversation before. You're on probation. You're subject to warrantless searches. Okay, we're here to do that warrantless search. Okay. Um, so that's what I need you to do right now. That's where it kind of feels like a trap, though. I'm not gonna lie. How so? We just popping up to do a warrantless search for what? You trying to find something like you digging? Right. Well, you know, warrantless searches go both ways. So the way I always try to sell it, because you know, I, mean, I used to do sales. So the way I try to sell it is, we're here to do a compliance check. We're here to see. I want. I want to verify that you ain't got nothing. You so trying I to trap report, me? So, so I can report that back to the court that you, that that you are in full, that you are in compliance. You trying to trap me? And That's what I'm snitch. trying to do. So both of those. Well, I don't work for you. I work for the courts, so I can't hide that snitching. I don't work for you. You snitching on me to the court. That's not that's not the definition of snitching. That is. Snitching is me and you commit a crime <laughs> together. I get caught, not tell on you. That's there's levels. There's levels. There's no, oh my god. <laughs> okay, Chris. Okay, yo, go yo, back. Go yo, yo, Brittany is for the streets, yo. <laughs> Let me stop messing with you, Chris. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. What we hear from the offenders or what you know you guys possibly will hear if you're trying to get into this field. You gotta be prepared. Me, me, me and the offenders, we're not friends. We have a pro- we have a professional relationship. Tell them. I'm your officer. Yeah, you know what I mean? You're on my caseload. You got these rules. I'm here to enforce these rules. We ain't friends. Ain't nothing friendly about us. You know what I mean? I don't invite you over to play dominoes. You know what I mean? We're not friends. This and y'all is, be this... careful of them offenders who try to get too close because they will. Uh-huh. That's how you get a prior violation. Ain't nobody trying to mess with all that. Um, but so back to the video. So the way you would do it is you 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 bring the offender out, you detain them, then you have the family come out, and then you go in and do a search. Now, drawing a firearm and clearing the residence with doing what's called protective sweep, that's fine. But you don't do that off the rip the way they did it. You know what I mean? They literally like they went to the front door, guns drawn. Like, nah, you don't, you don't, you don't do it like that. Now, that's one thing. If you're out serving a warrant on a violent offender, mm-hmm. that's different. Oh yeah, straps out. Mm-hmm. Guns out, suns out. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that, that's different. But they were just doing a compliance check on this dude to make sure he ain't had nothing supposed to have. They just, they just went a little too hard. Um, and then I guess Brandon, I guess you know they have this canine unit. Um, that they can bring in there. I guess that's cool. If they have it, use it. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't necessarily have access to those kind of resources. We we can, but it would be a lot to do. Um, our Department of Prisons, they do have canine units that um, are trained for different stuff, narcotics and firearms and manhunting and stuff like that. Um, and we can request those, but that's just that's just a lot to do. You gotta you gotta you gotta write memos and send up the chain and 
whole bunch of different people have to look at it and approve it, you know, <laughs> before it comes back down to, yeah, you know what I mean? It's not a, it's not something you're going to do on a spur of the moment. You know what I mean? It's something that you have to like pre-plan like weeks in advance. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, anyway, go back to the video. Let's, let's see what else they're they trying to sell us all. Ah, not them trying to sell us. <laughs> Probation department. It's really moving toward looking at offenders in a much different light. The rehabilitative side is where we're really trying to go. My name is Steve Jackson. I'm the institution superintendent. Today, we're standing out front of our juvenile commitment facility. We have a max population of 60 youth. Our main focus is to prepare these kids for their return into the community. We have full uh, volleyball, basketball, soccer program. We offer a culinary program that allows the youth to not only work in the kitchen, but learn the cooking skills necessary so that they can be employed upon their release. The Stanislaus County Office of Education runs our school services, so our youth experience the same services that they would in the community. Our program offers them a safe, nurturing, but accountable environment with plenty of opportunities to grow and learn and experience change. Our officers are educators, mentors, counselors, and so they're really invested in the growth of our youth here. I love that. At the Adult Day Reporting Center, offenders have a one-stop shop where they can go through the classes that will hopefully make them productive citizens in the community. My name is Miko Lockernini. I'm a deputy probation officer assigned to the Stanislaus County Day Reporting Center. When the defendant is released from custody, sure. they all right, so <laughs> I like I like the word they use. This is our juvenile confinement center. It man, it's juvenile jail. That's what that was. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it ain't nothing but cell doors. Oh, but it's kind of nice with all the I mean, the classes and stuff they have. I mean, it's still. I mean, it's it's, it's a nice jail. Okay. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, that's why they put a little little one two on their name because yeah, it's kind of yeah. nice. I know, but it's it's so. When I was a uh, juvenile probation officer in Westmoreland, uh, Westmoreland County, PA, um, our office was in the same building as our uh, juvenile detention center. And while our our detention was not as big as theirs, clearly, um, you know, for a small rural county, and that's a clear they got money out there. Um, we we had there's, there's classrooms. There's classrooms. Okay. Um, they have a multi-purpose area with a little gym and stuff like that. They have, you know, recreational areas and things like that. But in the in the end, it's a jail <laughs> for these little bad kids. That's, that's really what it is. They they try to make it look all nice, and the kids are all smiling, and they got a little garden outside growing peppers. And I stuff know, I like love that. that. You don't like but, that? I mean, it's cool. But in the end, it's a jail, and ain't nobody ever smiling there. The kids act up. You know what I mean? Staff got to go hands-on at times. They got to get put in isolation. You know what I mean? They got to get restrained. You know, they're constantly fighting. Um, it's not all, you know, nice as, as they show in the video because, I mean, clearly they're there for a reason. You know what I mean? If these kids was as nice as they looked in the video, they wouldn't be there. Well, anyway, like I said, I, I it's a recruitment. It's a recruitment promotional video. They try to make everything look look all look all sweet. Y'all comment comment on the video if y'all think Chris and I should go do a tour, a walking tour of Stanislaus Juvenile Rehabilitation Camp, <laughs> whatever they called it. 
Hey, listen, they want to fly me out. I got flown out. You get <laughs> you go do the tour. I'll go do the tour. They got they gotta fly me out and pay all my expenses, but yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get back into the video. Come out to be assessed by one of our assessment officers to determine their criminogenic needs in putting them into programming here at the DRC. That's standard. We offer several classes such as domestic violence or anger management for drug treatment, our intensive outpatient therapy program. We teach cognitive behavioral therapy. Those programs are designed to slow down the offender's thought process so that they're able to make better choices. We have a new program out here called LCA, and that is a job readiness program for our offenders. You can get somebody a job very quickly and very easily. It's another thing for somebody to actually obtain a career that creates possibilities for them. Last month, we had seven individuals gain full-time employment. It is rewarding when you can see someone get back to a place of normalcy for them. Yep. I find my job very fulfilling. The great men and women of the Stanislaus County Probation Department have done a wonderful job in terms of taking that challenge on and working with our offenders in different ways. The people who work here are fantastic. The training that we are offered and get to partake in is excellent. It's given me an opportunity to work with amazing people. I've had met my very best friends here. For me, this position as a probation officer is very fulfilling, um, especially working with the mental health clients. Everybody here actually cares about what they're doing. They care about the individual and they want to see success. The probation department is a wonderful career to choose if you want to make a difference in the community. I know that's right. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm moving to Stanislaw. <laughs> that's it. I'm going to California. And that's just the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I know, right? They, they, they sold me. They got me wanting to go to Stanislaw. You, you can grow peppers with their with their delinquents. <laughs> and I'm not even a person who's ever wanted to work with juveniles, but they sold me on that video. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't bad. I think it, it did touch on the different like units they have and the different kind of things that probation does. Of course, it's you know it's stylized. Um, Hold on, okay. Mm -hmm. I think that oh, that lady is calling me. Let me pause this video. Go ahead. Stop cam. Answer. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey, this is Michelle. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay. So let's talk about your experience. What 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 happened? Mm hmm Yeah. Okay. Um, so I applied to uh, out-of-state, looking to relocate. Mm -hmm. um, and I applied to Illinois, and I did very well. Um, they selected me because they had, um, I said I was uh, interested in the juvenile department. Mm hmm
but then I had a gas leak in my house. Um, so that needs to be taken care of right away. So I had to reschedule. And they called me back and told me that the process is actually taking longer than expected. Mm. Um, and they told me they would cancel my appointment. Oh. So you did. You actually got a little bit further in the process than I thought. Was there another state that you applied to as well, aside from Illinois? Uh, yes, out in Montana. Um, I have family out there, so I'm kind of looking to be closer to them as well. Um, you know, and the housing market was working in my favor. Um, they were considering me if they had me um, in another Mm-hmm. It is or it was? Uh, yeah, they had uh, two applicants in mind, and I was, I was one of them. And then I accepted another job offer that I received here that paid more. However, oh. that was not a good fit for me, so. Gotcha. Okay. So would you, oh, would you be considering going to Montana, like applying again for that department? Or that agency? Well, actually, I was thinking about it. Um, I am being considered to be a deputy officer um, for the jail. Uh, so I figured, you know, start there and, and then eventually get into probation role as well. Um, I did pass my fitness test, my, my background, and all that. In Montana. Oh, wow. They actually have a fitness test. What other, like, um, I don't know if you know this, but I have a podcast. It's a community corrections podcast. And my co-host and I, we talk to POs across the country. And we get their um, take on, like, their hiring process and how things are done in their state. And so this is pretty interesting. I never talked to anyone who's been through the process in Montana. Oh, well, this is for uh, a correctional officer. Yeah. I mean, we, we talk to cops, COs, POs, all that. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, I, I watched some of your videos. Um, because you're down in Texas, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, with COVID, too, that kind of changed a lot of the training around the academy requirements as well. Um, but I had to, for Montana, for the jail officer, I had to do six laps, you know, it's time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to, like, walk across this balancing and then, like, jump over, like, two-foot-high barricades. Um, and then I had to jump, like, a five-foot hurdle, go up and down the stairs, elevate the bar. Um, there was, like, this push-and-pull machine that we had to do, like, uh, five times. Oh, <laughs> they had us uh, go on our back and then stand up and touch the wall, go on our back, stand up and touch the wall. We had to do this course six times, right, in like under six minutes, uh-huh. and I passed. How? Oh my God! You must be in like ridiculously good shape, okay? Because that sounds like a lot. It was. Oh my God! It was just under six minutes. I mean, <laughs> there were seven applicants, myself included, and there was another female and I, and the rest were all males. And the first guy who went, he was in really good shape. He made it look super easy. And, and I I was actually sick with a cold or something. Uh, I had, had sinus, 
you do the full gamut of stuff that I think law enforcement officers would do. What state are you in? I'm in Kentucky right now. Oh, Kentucky. Okay. Wow, you've just been all over the country. <laughs> okay. Uh, what other question? Wait a minute. Oh, written test for a CO as well? Yeah. Do you have to have a um, college degree as well? No, you don't. Oh, okay. Well, I know for the PO position, you have to have some type of college degree, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. Is the pay um, kind of like comparable? Oh, wow. <laughs> Me and my co-host, we talk about it all the time. Like, you are not going to get rich being uh, in this field for this line of work. Oh, no, that's tragic. Mm -mm. Get somebody else to do yeah. it because that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Right. Like my state in Texas, we're se we have it separate. And. Oh, Montana is separate? Oh, wow. I had no idea. So you haven't applied yet? No, I haven't reapplied. Um, I'm going to try working at the jail first. A little bit. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that you're pretty much a shoe in Sounds like it from what you've talked about. What's your uh, degree in? You have your degree, right? Yeah, I feel like you're a shoe in You might as well reapply. <laughs> Get the better work schedule. And I know at the beginning, your pay may not be, like, the best. But with probation, you could move up. You know what I mean? And there's opportunities for you to get higher positions within it. Yeah, don't limit yourself because there's so many people that get hired with zero experience. Not to say that having experience is not uh, helpful <laughs> in the interview process, but <clears throat> it's not like you have to. You know what I mean? So I think it's worth applying. I mean, if I were you. Absolutely, yeah. I started my application. I had a finish it. Uh, what are the requirements in Texas? All you need is a bachelor's degree, no experience. We don't even have.
have any type of physical tests. We don't have any type of written exams. Um, they train you on the job. Like basically when, after they hire you, you go through a one week training to be certified as a probation officer. And that's literally it. We don't carry weapons here. So it's not like <clears throat> in some states we have to go through all this uh, firearms training and things like that because we don't do that. We're not peace officers either, so we don't go and do warrants in people's houses or nothing like that. That's why, like, the process is like a lot more simpler because we have a lot less job duties in that realm as far as warrants and searches and arresting people. We don't do any of that. Okay. Um, so you go to court and testify? Yeah, yeah. We do home visits, but <clears throat> we don't do searches of people's houses unless, you know, special caseloads like sex offenders or um, domestic violence. You know, those officers, the specialized officers, they will go in and search somebody's house. But just like a regular line officer, you don't, you know, you just go to their house for a few minutes and leave. You're basically verifying that the person lives there. It's way easier, way better. It's more social work, okay? It's not like law enforcement. So I don't know, like, what's your what's your uh, interest? Like, you want to be more law enforcement or you want to be more social work? Um, I think I'm Well, me in Texas, yeah, that was always me and another officer. But you know, I've talked. We've talked to POs on the podcast, and sometimes they have to go to somebody's house alone. <laughs> but those officers typically have; they do carry weapons. Right, and probably they have more years of experience. No, mm -mm, that don't matter. <laughs> that does not matter. Oh, good. See, that's really good. Yeah, every it's it's interesting to see how different states do it. Every, it seems like every agency is kind of different. You know, they can kind of run it how they want to run it. That's why I tell people, like, maybe if you are a person who likes to um, be on that law enforcement side, there's a place for you. And then there's for people who don't want to be so much law enforcement, there's a place for you as well. No. <laughs> See, all that stuff sounds like police work. Mm -mm, no, thank you. <laughs> well, occasionally we, we had a work vehicle and we would do transport. Um, I know some states, they require you to go to the police academy. Mm-hmm, yep. It's like the, the academy is the exact same. I'm like, what? See, if, if that were the case in my area, I would not have taken the job. I mean, I would not have even applied for the job. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, well, I do want to thank you for sharing this information with me. I'm hoping I can get an actual Montana appeal to uh, join me and my co-host on the podcast. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be so good. I'm going to have to uh, follow up with you again in another couple of months and see how things are going. Chris, how many states have we heard from? He's on my computer. He can't. Uh, you can't hear me. 
Oh, shoot. I don't know, like 10 plus? Uh, He says 10 plus. Yeah, definitely more than 10, though. So we had Cali. Okay. No, we haven't had Cali. Oh, but I'm going to Cali next month, so I'll get Cali. Um, so Texas, North Carolina, Chicago, I mean, Illinois. Was it Jersey? Did we have a Jersey one? No. Georgia, Georgia. Georgia, Alaska, Virginia. Alaska, uh, United Kingdom. South Carolina, Florida. South Carolina, Florida. Arizona. Arizona. New oh, Mexico. Yeah. New Mexico. Oh, that was a good one. New Mexico. Yeah. But we need some more northern states. And uh, yeah, I think that I think that was all the states. We're working our way. so that I can uh, reach out to some POs there. Maybe we can get the chief or the uh, director on the podcast. Because that's interesting. I wonder why they do it like that. I would love to hear that. Okay, so I got New Hampshire and I have Montana <laughs> on my list of people. I got to contact these people, these agencies. Okay, I'm going to follow up with you and um, hopefully you have some good news about you getting... Um, further along in the hiring process with the PO. Thank you. You have a good afternoon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. So what are we doing on commentary or what are we doing, Chris? Uh, this was all recording, so you're going to have to like do a lot of editing now. Yeah. I stopped recording, by the way, but okay. It says, oh, oh. Because this says live, okay. Out of live recording, yeah. Yeah, we still live because it's just me and you on here, but the recording. Oh, okay. Let me try to get this. Uh, do we want to do another video? We just want to wrap it up. I just want to wrap it up. I think two is enough because I think like a lot of people would drop off after that. Okay. Attention, you know, attention. Sure. All right, we'll go ahead and close this out. You. Do the honors intro. Oh, you do it. You always do it. We had this conversation every time, I swear. When are you going to get used to closing out the show? Uh, I start it and close it. That's because you're the best. Duh. Okay. I'm going to hit record. It says, <sighs> Oh, I don't know how to do that. Okay. Go ahead. It doesn't say recording. It doesn't? No. Is it on my side? I don't see anything on mine. 
I don't want to do it and it doesn't record. I know. Shucks, hold on. Okay, so I'm going to press end record.